0: know what to eat but find yourself not eating it. Perhaps you've been on diets and off again and just wonder why you can't stick to them. The Eating For You podcast, hosted by me, sally Ann Pisk, will show you what's been missing so you can enjoy a healthier way of eating that lasts. Hi, sally Ann here. And in today's episode, I encouraging you to reclaim your natural healthy way of eating and I'm really excited because I'm sharing a proven way to reclaim what is naturally yours now you may not remember a time when you were not caught up in eating habits that left you frustrated disappointed and feeling guilty but at the time you were born you had an innate ability to eat when you were hungry and stop before you were full You were also unaware of food labels such as good foods, bad foods, which cause an all-or-nothing way of eating. And you didn't rely on food to soothe your stress and emotions. Mindful eating is your way to reclaim an intuitive and healthy way of eating that nourishes your mind, body, and most importantly, your taste buds. So what is mindful eating? It's a compassionate, Observation of your eating habits. And I mention compassion because it's non judgmental. It's a way of getting in touch with and transforming your way of eating without getting caught up in all of those emotions and that negative self talk. Mindful eating is being aware of what, why, and how you are eating, and to mostly eat because you are physically hungry and to stop before you're full. So it's the opposite of eating mindlessly or eating on autopilot. I'm often asked if it's possible to become a mindful eater. And my answer is always yes, it is something that we can all learn. And I have ladies completing our programs who have dieted on and off for 60 years. And they have been able to reclaim a mindful and intuitive way of eating, enjoy food, and see health benefits as well. Often the practice of mindful eating as promoted by others focuses just on the experience of eating and so many ladies say to me please don't ask me to study a raisin, please don't ask me to drink a cup of tea mindfully. But there's so much more to the practice of mindful eating and in the eating for you approach we consider eating starting before the first mouthful, and ending after we have finished eating. And when we have this information by observing our eating habits before, during and after eating, we can truly pinpoint what we need to change. And I will come back to the stages of mindful eating towards the end of this episode. Research supporting the practice of mindful eating is growing true. One particular research paper, and I have included my summary of this with this episode's notes, reviewed a number of different types of research studies. And the type of interventions in these studies included mindfulness, mindful eating, intuitive eating, acceptance-based programs, and cognitive-based behavioral therapies. And some of the interventions in the studies included a combination of these different approaches. Mindfulness and mindful eating had the biggest impact on reducing binge eating, emotional eating, and non-hunger eating. These approaches also had a positive impact on changing food choices, but produced mixed results on reducing body weight, which I'll come back to soon. One study recorded blood sugar levels in people with diabetes and showed a lowering of blood sugar levels during the mindfulness-based program. And there are other research papers that have reported this true. Mixed results were reported for mindful eating and the risk markers for heart disease. However, there were only a couple of papers reporting on heart disease. The other part of this research paper reported on observational studies. So that means there wasn't an intervention, rather a review of how people ate and what their health status was like. And 16 studies were included in this part of the review. Intuitive eating was associated with lower body weight in four studies. Decreased emotional eating was linked to higher levels of mindfulness. And higher level of mindfulness was also negatively associated with energy-dense foods. Greater mindfulness was associated with fewer binges and episodes of emotional eating. And higher levels of mindfulness in people who had bariatric surgery were positively associated with controlled eating behaviour. And I know from ladies who have completed our Eating For You programs, they have received these results as well. So from the research, these are the potential mechanisms that are underlying the changes in eating behaviors. And the first one is got to do with an awareness of and an increased responsiveness to internal physical cues and i'm really talking about physical hunger and satiety here so mindful eating has been shown to slow down the consumption of food and the slowing down the pace of eating allows time for feelings of satiety and fullness to register and this supports having a greater control over eating by eating more slowly you recognize that you are satisfied earlier and you eat less. The use of magnetic resonance imaging or MRI has suggested that mindfulness works by us having an increased awareness of the internal state of hunger, satiety and fullness. And the second potential mechanism is about the awareness of and a reduced responsiveness to internal emotions or emotional cues. The practice of mindfulness trains our brain to notice distressing thoughts, emotions and sensations without having to react to them. So by observing these distressing states of mind, our tolerance grows. And as one of my clients shared, I have learned to sit with the big emotions and not reach for food. So we reduce that habit of eating in response to uncomfortable emotions. Mindfulness also reduces the misinterpretation of emotions as physical hunger, and again, leading to less non-hunger eating. And MRI studies have shown that the practice of mindfulness leads to a quietening of the emotional parts of the brain. And the third mechanism is around having more awareness and reduced responsiveness to external cues. And overeating can often be the result of environmental factors such as the size of the packaging or portions of food. The practice of mindfulness breaks that automatic eating behavior of having to eat everything in the packet or on your plate. And if you grew up in a family like mine, you have mean, say again, you may have been encouraged or told to eat everything on your plate, which leads to overeating. Also, the recognition through mindfulness that the attractiveness of certain foods is really based on passing thoughts and beliefs, rather than the real experience. And when we become comfortable with this, it reduces the likelihood of purchasing these foods and eating behaviors that really don't nourish us and I had ladies in our program give up their so-called favorite comfort foods because when they realize that they don't even enjoy the taste of these foods or they don't want to feel physically unwell from eating them anymore they can just give them up. MRI results for a group of adults who completed an eight-week mindfulness-based stress reduction program compared to a control group who received no training in mindfulness showed that the intervention group had a higher connection to their visual and auditory areas of the brain so this type of research explains why mindful eating supports you in changing habits for good so you can maintain healthier eating and i often say in our community that to enjoy lasting results for our eating and health, we have to rewire the brain. And that's exactly what the practice of mindfulness does. Another research paper comparing common dieting programs and mindful eating shared some further insights into the benefits of mindful eating. And this paper was a systematic review of published weight loss research papers. Now what a systematic review is, it is a process of finding all of the published research. And this avoids bias or cherry picking of research papers that only show the results that you are looking for. And I have included a link to the summary of this paper in this episode's notes as well. The researchers involved in this paper were interested in mindful eating and weight loss because of their concern around the increased rate rate of obesity and the risk of heart disease, diabetes, arthritis and some cancers. They reported in this paper that approaches that rely on limiting energy intake and certain processed food, regular physical activity, behaviour modification and drug therapy have been ineffective. In producing long term and sustainable weight loss. The researchers also acknowledge that mindful eating is gaining more recognition as an alternative to dieting. They describe mindful eating as observing the immediate experience of eating without judgment, as well as tuning into hunger and satiety. And the paper reported on results of mindful eating and weight loss. The 10 research studies that were included in this meta-analysis were focused on the following endpoints or outcomes, body weight, body mass index, and weight circumference, blood pressure, cholesterol levels, triglycerides, and blood glucose. And whilst other research studies may have reported on weight loss, if it wasn't a primary focus of the research, then the studies were not included. And from my perspective, this is a limitation of the research in this area. Because mindful eating, in its pure sense, does not have a focus on weight loss or any other health benefit. It purely helps you to understand your reasons for eating, observe your eating, and make adjustment to your choice of foods and the amounts that actually nourish you. Before I go on, I just want to mention what a meta-analysis is. A meta-analysis pulls all the results obtained from the selected research studies and reports on the endpoints of the studies, such as weight loss, blood pressure, or a change in the rate or frequency of binge eating habits. So. After pulling the results from these 10 studies, the researchers concluded not only is mindful eating a practical option for weight loss, it is an equivalent alternative to dieting approaches based on reducing calories and meal plans. So just a brief summary of the research findings. Mindful eating helps to overcome overeating that is related to emotions and stress, a lack of attention to hunger and satiety signals. And it also offers an alternative for people who struggle to stick to restrictive diets. The Eating For You approach, which is based on mindfulness, has created steps for you to follow to achieve the removal of the dieting software in your brain that keeps you getting on and stepping off. That dieting roller coaster. It also helps you to observe your eating habits and patterns without judgment. It helps you to identify your main drivers or reasons for eating so you can start to change your habits for good. And it focuses on transforming the triggers for certain habits, such as your thoughts and beliefs about food and your ability to succeed with long term, healthier eating. As we all know, having dieted on and off for years and decades, it can really knock our self-esteem around and reduce our belief in healthy eating being a long-term option. From a coaching call this past week, uh, we had a couple of different beliefs coming up that needed to be transformed. One was food fills a void, which uh, my client realized doesn't provide a long-term solution, but that's a belief that we're working on together. Because if she doesn't transform that belief, it could sabotage, in fact it will sabotage her efforts going forward. And even a belief that food will give me energy when I'm tired, will sabotage our ability to eat when we're truly hungry. And when we're tired, we have to give ourselves permission to rest. So. For the ladies in my community, both of them know that these beliefs are not 100% true. And it's important to change your false beliefs because being fully committed to your health goals but failing to get lasting results that you desire could very well be related to false beliefs sabotaging your efforts. And you may not even know what these beliefs are because they have been running in the background of your mind. They're kind of Mindless, subconscious thoughts that you're not aware of. So, just finishing up now with the three stages of mindful eating in the mindful eating approach. The first one, before eating. And Mary explains this beautifully. I love food, and I know in the past I only ate for pleasure. But now I can walk into my favourite cafe and not even look at the cakes unless I am hungry. And if I'm really hungry, I might actually choose a proper meal and not cake. So we can eat for many reasons, including pleasure, stress, boredom, convenience, or the clock says so, or to soothe emotions. So the second part of the mindful eating practice is during eating. And ladies who join me in mindful eating programs often say to me, sally Ann, when I eat mindfully, I enjoy the experience and I actually eat less. So when we eat mindfully, we usually eat at a slower pace, and this gives our natural hunger satiety mechanism time to work. In other words, we get to notice when we're full. And the final stage of mindful eating is after you have finished eating and the cues to look out for after eating include your mental focus, your general energy levels, whether there's any digestive symptoms of bloating, pain or excess gas. And we have to look out for that self-talk when we reflect on our experience of eating. Do you hear, I feel well nourished or is your mind telling you I should have eaten less. I shouldn't have eaten the cake. So by monitoring the after eating effects, you will soon learn which foods nourish you. And by nourish, I mean the foods that make you feel well-fed, provide you with mental clarity and vitality. And these are the foods that sustain energy for your mind and body. And often it's not so much about the food, but how much you eat of that food. So a square of chocolate might be pleasurable, and not overfill you. Whereas the whole block of chocolate, eating mindlessly, will make you feel very unwell and put you back into that downward spiral about, I shouldn't have eaten that, I'm no good, how am I ever going to stop these non-hunger eating habits? So in the eating for you approach, you're encouraged to be mindful at every stage. When you first pick up on the drive or desire to eat while you're eating, and when you have finished your food. And two key words in our community of ladies progressing through our programs are with patience and practice. And that helps to cultivate that self-compassion that we need to transform our eating for good. So if you are ready to reclaim your intuitive and natural way of eating, so you can eat healthy for good and enjoy food, then if you are listening to this episode prior to February 17th of the year it was published, then join our Reclaim Challenge. This is all about reclaiming a mindful and intuitive way of eating that lasts, so you don't have to go on and off diets anymore. And if you've missed the challenge, You are still most welcome to join me in a free 15 minute mindful eating discovery call and this is really to find out whether mindful eating will be of help to you and if i can help you i will provide you with a personalized and practical tip to try out i have included a link to my calendar in the notes if you have enjoyed this episode please share it on your social media pages to help others reclaim a way of eating that truly nourishes them. Thanks for listening, and I look forward to sharing with you again next week. You have been listening to the Eating For You podcast with Sally-Ann Pisk. If your current way of eating is not working for you, then join me in a free 15-minute mindful eating discovery call. If I can help you, I will provide you with a personalised tip to get you started with a way of eating that will bring lasting results for your weight and your health. And if I'm not the best person to help you, I will do my best to refer you on. The booking link is included with this episode's notes.